Like there's no right way to do it. Oh, we're going to get into it. What's up, my pink ladies? Ooh. My pink ladies. I'm Shannon, and I'm here with my best friends, Candace and Whitney, and welcome to the Mom Group Chat Podcast. Candace and Whitney are rocking the pink ensembles today, and I'm wearing blue, so we're kind of on brand right now. We are. I'm actually in what I call my mom group chat uniform because this shirt is the exact shirt we wore in our photo shoot. I love that shirt. Whitney, I have yours. So I have blue and beige. I do too. In this color. Wow. When you said the pink ladies, I was like, are we in Greece? I love Greece. Me too. Me too. I I feel like growing up, the movie Greece was like a full personality trait of mine. I mean... For sure. It's like something I could watch over and over and over again to this day. Yeah, yeah. I was at most when Olivia Newton-John passed last – was that last year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad had like a mega crush on her, so we had all of her albums. Who did? Oh. She's yeah. cute. Well, he was – so it came out in 78, and my parents graduated high school in 78, so oh, they Greece. loved Grease. Yeah. And passed it on to us. By the time we're showing our kids Grease, they're going to be like, this is literally ancient history. Yeah. Wow. It'll be so canceled at that point, but no. I'll probably still show it to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of canceled, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> today, we are doing a little part deux of our Ask the Moms, which was so fun to record part one. I was thinking about it this morning. Do you guys remember the VH1 series, I Love the 90s? Oh, yeah. I love oh, the yeah. 90s. It was always part deux. You remember that? It was like oh, always. Yeah, you're I right. I love the nineties. Part deux. I don't. Remember and I was that. like, what? I've never seen part one. This is part deux of our Ask the Moms, and it's a really fun grab bag once again. So let's just get into it. I thought this was a super fun question for our pink ladies, Candace and Whitney, who are also alumni of the esteemed establishment, University of Alabama. One of our questions is, what did you guys think of the Alabama Rush doc? Okay. First of all, roll tide. Roll tide, my friends. Sorry. Roll tide. Sorry about it. Um, So I have so many thoughts on this. Whit, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, Dive in because we're talking to the Rush chair. Okay, people? Of our sorority. She's I was. (laughs) Okay. I was not famous by any means, but I was recruit or head of recruit. Technically- Yeah, I was head of recruitment at Alabama for our sorority. So I have a lot of experience with Alabama recruitment. It is an interesting beast. I was kind of happy when Rush Talk blew up two years ago because I feel like for the first time, people were seeing like what I actually lived. Mm-hmm. I will say it is an even bigger beast than what it was back in the day. I mean, we rushed in 2009, okay? Ew. So... Like, social media wasn't even really, like, Facebook existed, but other than that, like, there's no Snapchat, there's no Instagram, like, that came out our senior year, all of that. Yeah, yeah, which is so wild. So, it was just a different beast back then, and it was even more chill than it is now, like, now it's so crazy, and the things that the girls wear. Anyways, I was, I was super excited to see this documentary, I thought we were going to get a real boots on the ground look at what going through recruitment is like. I thought we were going to get to see some door songs. I thought thought we were going to get a true look into it. And Bama Rush is a scary place. Like both Whitney and I are from out of state. 
I truly did not know anything about going into Alabama Rush from Florida other than like I knew I wanted to be in a sorority and I had I knew I needed to get some rec letters and like Mm -hmm. all of that stuff but I didn't know the true like politics of it all and truly this documentary under delivered I felt like it was way more about the feelings of the director and her look on everything we didn't even really get to see the recruitment process like that week really and if we did it was for like a very short amount of time so I was disappointed it to me that it did not do anything the trailer promised they made it seem like you were gonna get the secrets and you were gonna see it all and like it was not like that so I was disappointed I was kind of like picturing in my head like a camera in the house seeing behind the girls doing the door songs and yeah um you know the process really is we already know everything about the people coming through like you are buddied up with someone that you have a lot in common with so that you have a lot to talk about because you want these girls to pick you as a sorority so it's like uh, I wanted to see that side I wanted to see kind of what you see on TikTok like people getting ready um, after the houses, what kind of conversations were people having? But yeah, we really didn't get any of it. So yeah. I don't know. It underdelivered for me as well. Yeah. I just wanted to shake these girls that were like writing everything about their whole like worth, self worth on whether or not they get into a sorority or which sorority they get into. I just wish I could shake those girls and look them in the eye and be like, none of this matters. <laughs> like, yeah. I like, I think I, I don't think our audience here is like a bunch of people who are about to go into recruitment. That's not our audience, but I think we probably do have some girls who are in sororities that can maybe look back and realize, Oh my gosh, what a fun time in my life. But also like, it didn't matter as much as it felt like it mattered back in the day, you know? For sure. Yeah. I just couldn't get over all these girls being like, I'm going to get into the sorority and I'm going to find myself. It's like, girl, you're not going to find yourself there. <laughs> like, I could tell you, like, it's not the end all be all. And I just, like, I just wanted to be like, you don't have to do this. If you're this stressed about it, like, you don't have to. You could go to Alabama and not be in Greek life and still have an amazing experience, amazing my husband. Time. Yeah. Chris <laughs> did not join a fraternity. And I like Guess that about what? him. <laughs> yeah. I had the best four years there. I would never live there. I would not want to be stuck there forever, but it was a good four years for sure. Yeah. I loved it. All right. The next one is a quickie. What is what is the crazy nickname you call your kid or the multiple nicknames? Because I have a couple. I don't really have any crazy ones for TJ. The thing I call him the most that's like not his name is just Sweet Potato Boy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Well, there you go. (laughs) Sweet Potato Boy. That's pretty much it. Uh, Graydon's is G-Unit, if anyone's a 50 Cent fan out there. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we call him G-Unit or G, and that's pretty much it. Okay, my... Alice is most of the time chicken noodle. She's <laughs> my chicken noodle. How are you, chicken noodle? Good morning, chicken noodle. We do call her AJ sometimes because her middle name is Joan. So I kind of picture her in the future, like living in New York in her early 20s and like just going by AJ and like having an AJ moment, which I think is kind of like cute. Ooh, I love that. 
But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I call her random things sometimes like squish and, you know, but most of the time it's chicken noodle. Cute. Love that. All right. This one's kind of probably could be long winded. And I think we will definitely do a whole episode on this. Um, But someone asked, you talk about testing ovulation. What does that entail? Okay. Well, you could, it could entail quite a bit or just a little bit. Um, yeah. So ovulation testing is what many people do. Candace and I have done it. Whitney just she just gets pregnant <laughs> immediately. Um, but you are fertile when you ovulate. Quick side tangent is it's like crazy. I feel how little we learn about our own bodies and our cycles as young girls. And I feel like I've learned a lot just trying to become pregnant. And it's really been the first time that I've been like, wait, what exactly is happening? Um, You know, a lot of us went on birth control when we were in high school or like just leaving high school. And then it's like, you spend a lot of time not thinking about it at all. And then all of a sudden it's like the most important thing in your life. Yeah. So that's exactly it. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, So ovulation testing is super helpful. If you're trying to get pregnant, um, you ovulate in between periods and it's a P-test. So I recommend using what we've used is an app called Pre-Mom and Mm. you download it. I would go ahead and pay for it because you get a lot of extra resources if you pay for it. And I think it's like 30 bucks for the year. Um, It's an app. And then also that same Pre-Mom company, you can order their ovulation kits through Amazon. And I think those are like 20 bucks and you get like a month's worth of kits. And you start tracking your cycle. If if you have no idea what's going on and you're a regular like I am, I spent a few months just testing every single day, starting with the day after my period as you're like, well, I think technically the first day of your period is the first day of your cycle, but P-testing daily to get a picture of what your cycle length is and when you're ovulating. So you take the tests, the app uh, allows you to take a picture of the test and then it shows, it reads basically the luteinizing hormone, the LH hormone, which indicates if you're ovulating or not. And it automatically calculates how much you have in your urine and starts to graph that for you. And it basically shows you exactly when you're having a peak. And when you're having a peak is when you should have sex and try and get Despermy up there. So interesting. (laughs) Science. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I will say it can become very, like, all-consuming if you're trying to get pregnant. So some people don't recommend it if it's going to like truly take over your life. But I had success with it in the past. Um, If you don't know anything, it really is super helpful to start to track your cycle because worst case scenario, you need to go to your doctor and ask for help. It's not easy to get that type of support. Like a lot of women will tell you, if you tell your OB, I'm trying to get pregnant, but I'm struggling, they'll make you wait 12 months before they'll Mm -hmm. refer you to a fertility doctor. So if you're keeping track of all of this and you are showing, you can show them a chart that's like, look, this is what's happening to me. I'm not just like willy nilly watching my period. I am tracking this shit and it's been six months and I'm struggling to see my peak or like I'm having sex when the peak exactly when it's peaking and I'm still struggling. You are equipped with a lot of data and information to show them 
that A, you know what you're talking about and you're serious. And then B, like it's real data. You're not just like, I think, you know, I'm struggling. Like, yeah, I think they'd be more receptive if you have actual information for them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So Shannon introduced me to this app and it was honestly game changing. So we tried for Alice for like six or seven months. I think it took us six or seven months. I was not testing my ovulation other than when this flow, the other app flow, which I know some people have had experiences. That's what I used. used. Yeah. But I feel like that app is great for people who have a normal-ish cycle. It was telling me, you know, I would ovulate between day 12 and 14. And so we were trying for six or seven months between day 12 and 14 because that's what the app – and I had been tracking my cycle for over a year, but without actual data. So then – this time around trying to conceive, Shannon introduced me to this pre-mom app and it has truly been game changing um, because I did what she recommended just to get like hard data. And I tested my ovulation every day and I've done it now for two or three months in a row just to, again, get three full months of data. Mm-hmm. And like clockwork, I ovulate on day 21 every time. It's so so yeah. there you go. So <laughs> I realize, oh, I tried for six or seven months, but the truth is I was trying at the wrong time. It's not like we actually had, it's not like we had any issues or anything. It was truly that we were trying at the wrong time because I was following an app that don't get me wrong. A lot of people ovulate on day 12, but I don't. And every, I feel like that is what the biggest information that is missing from fertility information when you look things up online about it's like that everyone's cycle is so different everyone ovulates at different times and unless you have actual data on your cycle and when you're ovulating you can't really guess like when you're ovulating because everyone's cycle is different so highly recommend to test your ovulation for two to three months and for and some we're sending people good vibes to yeah Candace and shannon i'm trying Honestly, to know like what Shannon's going to happen. It can get kind of like if you're really like really wanting to have a baby, it can feel super draining to try to try to conceive a, but to test your ovulation every day and then ha- take a pregnancy test and then a month and to see a bunch of negatives. I've been there. I did that for six or seven months, you know? And, um, I think before you really get to that like super try phase to get the data before is going to take a lot of pressure off of you. And um, you're just going to feel more prepared going into actually trying. And then like Shannon said, you'll be able to be armed with real data going to see your doctor if that, you know, does end up being a need. Yeah. I love that. I will say too, the pre-mom app, it's a lot when you first download it. But they have webinars and recorded webinars available that are like a 30-minute intro to tracking your ovulation that are extremely helpful. So I would start there, watch one of the webinars, and you'll get the hang of it soon enough. Yeah. Shannon recommended that I do that, and I did, and it was really, really helpful. So highly recommend. Wait, this one's definitely for you right now. Um, Best tips for pregnancy and taking your mind off being uncomfortable. Is there anything? <laughs> oh, just to like give perspective of where I am, I'm like around the 28 weekish mark. So I'm in the third trimester, getting uncomfortable for sure. Um, I think my 
biggest advice is listening to my body. Uh, like I just went on vacation and it, it like sucked the life out of me. I was supposed to go to Rhode Island at the end of this month and I canceled it because I was like, I don't think I would enjoy my time up there. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I want to do so much is the problem and I think I would wear myself out. So I was like, look, I'll come back and see y'all after I have the baby. So just listening to my body um, and like buying new maternity clothes this time that fit instead of just mm -hmm. squeezing my ass into the things I could wear last time <laughs> is helping and uh, not overeating. So I don't feel like doo-doo after I eat pretty That's much. such a good one. <laughs> yeah. I oh remember... You get out of breath if you overeat. Yeah, I I have a really yeah. bad overeating story. And guess it what? happened it was, so fast. Like it was. Don't realize it was it's sneaky. I mean, every it was everyone's overeating day, and it was Thanksgiving of 2021. Oh. <laughs> and I was I wasn't even that. I don't even think I was in my third trimester yet. But I overate on Thanksgiving. And we had Thanksgiving in Orlando. So it was like, an, and on Thanksgiving, it takes way longer than an hour. So we were in the car for almost two hours. And I was <laughs> miserable, <laughs> like moaning and like unwell for the whole two hour car ride to the point where Vinny was like, like, should I pull over? Like, <laughs> do we need to get out? Do you need to throw up? Like, I was so uncomfortable that I like, it was just we had also gone to two separate Thanksgivings because we had to do Vinny's family and my family. So we, I had literally had oh, Thanksgiving no. twice. I would have like, oh my gosh, just thrown up. I at could that actually, point. I could actually gag right now thinking about how I felt. Like I will never do that again. Oh, I did that on the baby moon. I with Chris last time, not this time. We're not doing one this time. But um, I remember sitting at dinner and I was like. I need to get up and go like I can't be here anymore sitting up straight I need to be vertical so yeah that's what I remember I remember putting the car like I reclined it I reclined the car seat like all the way back and I was like I literally can't sit up in this car or have my seatbelt on like I'm gonna fly through the windshield if we get in an accident because I literally can't have my seatbelt over my belly right now it was like so yeah yeah I was like I need to stand up get me out of here yeah. Uh, yeah. Not overeating. Um, it's hard. It's hard, but I think I did a lot of uh, not a lot, but like monthly, I would get a facial or a massage because I justified it that I wasn't spending any money on alcohol and I definitely wasn't going out. So I was like, I can spend. I'll take the, you know, hundred bucks a month and I'll just go get a facial or a massage as something to look forward to to treat myself that I can do that's good for me. It sounds and lovely. And I look forward to those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll, okay, this is going to be my tip, I think. It's well, it's two things. Sleeping towards the end is really tough. You feel uncomfortable. You want to toss and turn. You can't sleep on your belly. It's a whole thing. So I remember at the end, I like really took – one day I was like, today's the day. I'm going to switch out my sheets and like arrange my pillows, and I'm going to – figure out the setup that works that I am most comfortable and I did and then I would literally not let Vinny or the dogs or anyone touch it I was like don't move that pillow don't you dare because I know that that pillow right there works you know I have my um, pregnancy fort yes this is my this is my nest. nest 
Um, and then I, this is a random thing, but I remember when I was super pregnant and very uncomfortable, I watched all the Harry Potter movies like in a row and it was so great. It took my mind off of, it took us like a week to get through them, like with work and everything, you know? And I remember it like really made that week go by so fast. So make yourself a pregnancy nest in your bed and watch the <laughs> Harry Potter movies. <laughs> That's Damn, my... That sounds so good. Ideal. Ideal. Yeah. What's one thing you do for self-care on a regular basis? Oof. Okay. Um, I The thing that makes me happiest is going on walks um, and listening to a podcast. That's like my favorite self-care thing to do. Like maintenance things are like I get my eyelashes done or my nails done, which sometimes I like gripe about doing, but then they make me feel beautiful after. But mm-hmm. um probably those things I mean after having TJ it took me a while to get back into my workout grind but I would say for the past year it's been my bar classes I love them so much and they're super fun for me the music is so good it's kind of like dancing I have a dance background and I enjoy them so much so I try and be consistent with those and then yeah getting a manicure is always a nice little treat Mm -hmm. yeah that's good I would say two things um you guys know I'm like a beauty girl so at least once a week I will do like an extended shower slash skincare regimen where like I shave my whole body I do like an acid (laughs) peel like wipe I'll like put a mask on I will dermaplane my face I will like do a whole thing Um, And then usually I'll end like that next day, like I'll do the intense thing and then I will self tan the next day. Mm. And then that day after that, I'm like, Oh, I'm feeling good. So that's one thing. The other thing is more like mental. I probably do this like once every other week because that's usually my, like I get overwhelmed if I don't do this every two weeks, I usually will sit down and do like a huge brain dump onto a piece of paper where I just let, things flow out of my brain like it could be anything it could be like clear the water bottles off my desk or it could be like make pediatrician appointment and I just like will sit there for 20 minutes and I usually play this playlist on Spotify called deep focus it's just like instrumental (laughs) oh no 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 I love that playlist it's my go-to work playlist slash like if I just needed a moment and I do a brain dump and I will make separate to-do lists. Uh, I will circle things that like I'm going to delegate to my husband. It just like empties my brain um, in a great way. And it allows me to get a little more organized with like what I need to do, whether that's around the house or at work or whatever. So I don't know. I consider that a self-care thing to just like empty out my brain. It's smart. I need to do that. I, I've gotten to the point with like the house and some maintenance stuff that I, I don't even know what needs to be done. I am not on top of it right now. And actually I have it kind of on my agenda for after recording today that I'm going to do something like that. So yeah, do it. And then for for me, it's like, I, there are all these things that like I know need to be done to the house. Like for instance, right now we desperately need our air filters changed and it's like, yeah, I could do that. I could go today to Home Depot, but my husband is at Home Depot every freaking day for work. Like that is something I need to just delegate to him. And you can buy them on Amazon, by the way. Not not ours, unfortunately. Uh, that's the other thing. I mentioned Home Depot, but one of them, we have two air filter stations, and 
our house was built in 1930. It's like old this side at least. And they, they don't make this one. You have to custom order it, which is why it gets put off. You mm. have to go to this website and you have to like custom order something. It's so annoying. You but need to order anyways. like 10. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, just to delegate some of those things, especially the house stuff, because like Vinny is so handy and likes to stay busy on the weekends. It's just the 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 point of like putting it down on a list for him. Yeah. So. I need Vinny to come visit me. Me too. <laughs> There's some handy. shit I'm going to have to call an electrician to come out here and do that I should not have to hire a professional to do. But there's oh just God. like some Let annoying Let us come shit, visit you like, and we'll okay. just ha- – okay. <laughs> <laughs> Literally half of our – we'll just spend one day doing a house projects day and Vinny can do all of the things you oh need to God. do. I'll pay for all your food and travel. Vinny. We'll save money. <laughs> Bounce daddy. Bounce daddy. He does it all. He does. Okay, that sounded sexual. I didn't mean that to sound like that. <laughs> Oh he, um, oh, he bounces. Okay. Oh, well, this is kind of on like in conjunction with what we just talked about. And it's what is your skincare routine? Which is Whitney's favorite question. Womp again. Yeah. Candace, <laughs> please be our guru. Yeah. Candace, go ahead. Okay. This is my, this is my thing. Although they just discontinued my face wash and I'm truly not over it, but I'll name some others I love. Uh, well, I love the Sarah V. no I actually that's one of the ones that's one of the ones I moved to because I it's one of the only ones that actually takes off your makeup okay sorry so a couple cleansers I love um the outset which is Scarlett Johansson's skincare brand they have an amazing cleanser I still like the purity cleanser from philosophy it truly takes off all your makeup and then I love the CeraVe the green one that says it takes off your makeup because I just am someone who wants it all off. Um, For moisturizers, I love the Paula's Choice moisturizers. I love the Fresh moisturizers. I kind of switch off between those. Oh, and then there's a brand called um, Osea or Osea, O-S-E-A. Oh my gosh. Their daily moisturizer is truly my favorite thing. It smells like a spa when you put it on. Mm, Love. And then I talked about those acid wipes from my uh, the question before this. And there is a these like little they're prepackaged. You can buy them in like packs of thirty or sixty. They're the M sixty three like acid peel wipes. Those are so good. They changed my skin truly. You know, everyone says you need an exfoliator, which you do, but. To use a chemical exfoliator once a week is really game-changing. You really will feel the difference in your skin. So highly recommend those. I hope everyone's listening out there because Candace has gorgeous skin and she does her makeup really well. Like, you're going to have to do a little tutorial on Instagram or something. This is me <laughs> taking notes. <laughs> I know. Oh I'm like God. mentally like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I will totally make a skincare Rex thing for our Instagram if, like, people want that with links. I freaking love this stuff I spend a lot of time testing like products it's definitely like a p- passion of mine makeup and I mean, beauty aka and stuff. send Candace products <laughs> yeah anytime <laughs> I'm near Candace I'm like Candace can you do my makeup can you do my hair she's good at everything like that if, so. oh yeah you, she's a beauty queen if you work for a skincare or makeup brand and you're listening to this send me a dm I'll send you my address <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> 
<sighs> Anyways. So, okay. Anyone else have anything to add? <laughs> no. uh, I uh, use the Neutrogena makeup wipes and I uh, use Pond's moisturizer. That's all. Perfect. Water in a washcloth. I aspire to be better at skincare, and that was really inspiring, Candace. I'm going to get those acid peel wipes. I'm going to be a leather satchel when I get older, so. No. I get hydrofacials and do Botox, so I'm more of like a, you know, capital expenditure girly as opposed to operating expenditures. I totally get that. Wow, that was, was like, very smart of you to say that that whole, like – Whatever you I don't spend. even know if that's like accurately stated, but I like large expenses less frequently. Yeah. Okay. One more thing about those acid wipes for people who are listening. It's going to sting a little bit the very first time you use it. And it's because your skin will get used to it. So start by doing it once a week for like a month or two, and then you can move up to like twice a week or three times a week. I would never do it more than three times a week. If can I'm I honest. ask you, is it like get rid of like dark spots or what is it mm-hmm. doing? Okay. It, will, it'll, it, will like, it will like deeply exfoliate your face basically. I've been so scared of melasma this pregnancy. I had it really bad last time. I've been avoiding the sun like the plague and wearing hats everywhere because I get such dark spots on my face. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't mention sunscreen. I love the super goop sunscreen. (laughs) She's got it I wear it every day. Okay. Next question. Your opinion on mom influencers. I love them. I'm pro the ones I like and the ones I don't like, I don't follow. Yeah. You know what? That is a really, that's like a good like cap on it. That's, that's true. That's it. If you like the, if you like the person and you want their recommendations or you relate to them in some way, great. If not, don't follow them. Yeah. Like I follow different people for different reasons. Like there's some moms out there that have like the Amazon quick hacks that I'm like, oh, that would change my life tomorrow. And then there's some that go on like these lavish vacations and they look so stylish. And I'm like, I want to aspire to be that someday. So it's like, I just have different motivations for different areas of what I'm wanting to see. So I really like a lot of people out there. Mm -hmm. I follow a lot. So the other thing I would say is like, as someone who aspires to like spend more time with my kids and have flexibility in my work, which is why I became an entrepreneur. I respect all of these content creators because now working in social media and marketing, that shit is hard. Okay. To create constant contact, contact, to create (laughs) content, this is not an ad for constant contact. (laughs) No, (laughs) to create constant content. And then also have the business side of things where you're negotiating with brands. Like I think there's a lot more behind like mommy influencers. And a lot of people think it's a lot of freaking work, respect to all these women, go get your bag, girl, mm-hmm. get your bag, get your money, <laughs> do it. That's kind of how I feel. Agreed. Yeah. And I like when there's trolls and stuff, I'm just like, don't follow. If you don't like yeah. someone, don't follow. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. Okay. This one, we're definitely going to have a whole episode on this, but how not to hate your husband after having a newborn. Oh, why is that such a strong feeling after? It was for me. It was definitely and I don't, for me. And I don't hate Chris. <laughs> no. Okay. First of all, hate is a strong word. Yeah. I think frustrated is a Resentful. good Resentful. Yeah. Resentment is hard to avoid. I would say I've never felt like I 
like in the newborn phase specifically, I never felt like I hated Andrew. No. At all. He was actually really supportive. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm lucky because Andrew, like Candace, is an entrepreneur, so he has a lot of flexibility. He is able to help me if I need it and he wants to, he's like a very active dad. I feel super bad for women who have like husbands in the medical field. It seems like Chris has a pretty okay schedule, but like I know some women, their husbands are never around and they just can't be because of their work. So like that's mm-hmm. a whole thing I um, I don't relate to, but it's hard to avoid resentment because there's just so much they can't do in the beginning. Like it yeah. is on you as the mom and that's just like how it is. Exactly. And it's not their fault. Like you got to tell them how they can support you, but it's just a lot for the mom in the beginning. And so it's like remembering that it's just a phase and trying to communicate to your husband where you do need help that they can help with um, and trying not to go crazy because you're you're the one doing most of the work. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we talked about it over and over again because you as a mom carry that mental load. Like you're the food factory. You're the one getting up and like feeding the child at night. Um, Chris did a lot of that as well, but it still never felt 50-50, maybe just because I felt like I was carrying a lot of it mentally. Mm-hmm. The lack of sleep wasn't helping. I think what we did was just create expectations and having open dialogue a lot um just having that helped but yeah I went through a phase where I was like I've never felt so mad at Chris in my life like we've been good forever like it was our probably our first hardship that we went through for sure yeah it's disruptive Uh, as hail it is yeah I was gonna say one thing that we really struggled with is Vinny struggled a lot with like soothing Alice. He's kind of an impatient person. So, and you know, baby, sometimes like you kind of have to like work at it in order to soothe, especially in that those like early newborn days. Um, and it would also it was also on me too because I realized that I wasn't even giving him the space to like learn because I didn't want to see her cry. I didn't want to see her upset. So I would step in like immediately um, and fix the problem or take her and soothe her. So for me, I, we got advice from a friend um, who had had a baby before us and she was like, you need to designate a time that is like only Vinny time and you have to remove yourself from that situation and let him figured out and let him learn her and so that became bath time for a little bit now we kind of do it together because I love giving her a bath too but in the beginning it was like okay he's gonna help with bath time and I'm gonna remove myself and he's gonna figure it out and he'll learn how to soothe her and all of those things and that was really game-changing because a gave me a second and made him feel like he was useful and it also let him learn and make mistakes without me like helicoptering like whoa like that is such a good call out Candace Mm -hmm. like I feel like as a society we still and for some good reason like women are the default parent but oftentimes we have to let our husbands like have an opportunity to try because Mm -hmm. I mean I know like I'm a control freak sometimes I'm like I just want to do it like it'll be easier if I get it done myself but let's give them the chance to do it yeah. and have that ownership. 
I was the opposite. Chris is the nurturing (laughs) one. And I had to tell him, let me do things because he was the one instantly just like he was so good at the newborn phase because he is just in that field and so nurturing Mm -hmm. that I had to be like, if you don't let me do this, I am going to be scared to death when you go back to work. Like, (laughs) let me have him. So it's just kind of funny. But then, yeah, Yeah. then I kind of took over once he went to work. It like all came down on me. And that's when I imploded. The other thing I will say is, and I know we talked about this back in the feeling like yourself again, but there was a huge shift when I stopped breastfeeding because I, A, didn't have to like wake up in the middle of the night as much. Like before I had to pump every like three or four hours or my boobs would explode. So there, and I know I've mentioned this before, but Vinny did not wake up in the night at all. So there was definitely some resentment there from that, from that side or that portion of it because he never woke up he never helped me in the middle of the night unless I was like truly having a breakdown and like would do everything possible to wake him up which only happened probably a couple times but not having to wake up in the middle of the night getting more sleep like it all it all fades away after breastfeeding in my opinion um and when they sleep (laughs) and if you're not breastfeeding like your husband can give him a bottle like yeah it gives yeah. them the opportunity. And in the beginning, they're just eating and sleeping. It's like yeah. not much else you can do. So if you can give the husband the option to feed, you can pump too. But I agree. Breastfeeding just felt like such a um, weight that he couldn't help with at all. And so when that was lifted, I was like, hey. Yeah. Sorry, I was such a monster. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's me again. Hello. <laughs> So to answer your question, how to not hate your husband, I think it's to give him some grace, give you some grace. It's kind of inevitable that there are going to be a lot of feelings, a lot of things come up. I would say communicate a lot. Don't hold anything back because that is how resentment grows. Like have those conversations if you're feeling a specific way Um, and yeah, just try and give him some room and space to step in and and do something and make mistakes and learn so that he can help out in the future. It's all about feeling comfortable on both yeah. sides. So, yeah. Do you follow Wonder Weeks slash Leaps? Leap Seven has been so difficult for me slash baby. Okay, you I have think a hot Wonder Weeks week. is bullshit. <laughs> okay, I have been saying, and really, I think it might have been someone in my Q1 Moms group who mentioned this, but we think that leaps are like horoscopes for babies. Yeah, it's a horoscope. <laughs> That's really quite spot on. I feel like every time Graydon got fussy, I'd look and be like, "Is he in a leap?" Oh. And it'd be like, "Yeah," <laughs> but turns out it was just his adenoids were fucking huge. So. That's that's all it was. <laughs> Got those taken I don't out. Know. I don't know how I feel about leaps. I do feel like there were times where like her fussiest time like lined up with a leap. But do I know that it was a leap and not a tooth or a like a headache? I don't know. Right. I just don't know. So I think that four month sleep regression's a real thing to watch out for. Oh but... yeah, I struggled with that a lot. She had a but, really bad. Yeah. Sleep. Other than that, it's teeth or they're sick. Like it's yes. a guess. It's a guessing game. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I don't mean to poo-poo on Wonder Weeks. I did enjoy, like, kind of seeing where their development was at from a cognitive perspective. I'd be like, oh, he's starting to see 
color now or <laughs> like you know he knows that a dog has four legs those <laughs> things were kind of cool but he was fussy every day that is so specific <laughs> that, that it would say that kind of legs. stuff though <laughs> i've stopped think- looking at it probably around like Probably around seven months, I stopped looking at it. I I think it's definitely a crutch to make you feel better of why your kid's fussy or something. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, totally. We'd be like, oh, he's leaping. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, that's exactly what I was going to say is that moms are always looking for validation of whatever is happening. So for me, it was just like a validating thing. I'm having a tough day. She's upset. Let me look at this thing. It's going to tell me she's in a leap. Perfect. I'm validated. She's a leaper. She's in a leap. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Did yeah. you ever like look at the app and like line it up to, you know, you had visitors coming or you had a trip planned and it would no. be like in a, in a thunder zone. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh shit, we're going to be in the thunder zone. We're going to see grandma. This is not good. Thunderstruck. <laughs> no. Oh my God. But that like, funny. I don't remember it actually impacting any events. But yeah, Wonder Weeks is a horoscope. Okay. Did you feel an instant connection with your child when they were born? I don't know how I felt. What I was going to say is to me, the first day, like after you give birth, like the first 24 hours is such a blur. Your body feels so like, like it just went through trauma. Like it was all, I feel like I didn't necessarily feel connected to her. I knew that I like loved her, but I didn't, wasn't like, I don't know. I just was like in shock or like in a fog yeah like I don't know your world just got rocked all of a sudden you're responsible for a human like you have zero sleep you're going through stuff I feel like my bond was more gradual and like you said yes I loved him but it was like as I got to know him over time it just grew like any relationship mm-hmm. so I don't yeah know. there's a bond I felt something for him for sure yeah. but I was also just feeling so like scared yeah, I yeah. feel like there was like uh, uh, adrenaline, kind of just yeah. It I, wasn't I, like a bond. It didn't feel like a bond. It felt like a uh, yeah, like something like chemical was happening. I was like, it is a bliss, a blissy kind of in- moment. You're like, this is me and you, like looking at your husband, like this is so cool. Yeah, and then they cry, and you're like, nurse. Uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like. I feel like like if you asked me when I was like in that moment, I would be like, yes, a hundred percent. And now like with hindsight, it's hard to remember slash. I didn't even know who he was. Like now he has his whole personality and I'm like, oh, that's DJ. Like I just feel like I get him and know him so well. And back then I was like, you are a small, small little amoeba boy. And (laughs) I love you so much, but I don't know. I don't know you. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I think that I felt an intense, like that first moment of like intensity bond for me was day. I can't remember. We were in the hospital for over five days because Alice was a very jaundiced little girl. Um, And I think it was day two or three. And I was obviously like baby blues, like in the depths of the post birth baby blues, which they warn you about. It's different than postpartum depression. It's just the like hormone come down from you giving birth. So just be aware. I feel like we can do a whole episode on that because I was a disaster in the hospital, but she, um, had very high Billy Rubin. So she was jaundice and they Her shining star. Yeah. She had to be taken away and put in the beds and hers. Like we just couldn't kick it. I mean, we were in the hospital for five 
days and I could only see her for 20 minutes at a time. So I could go in there every three hours and see her for, she could only be out of the bed for 20 minutes. So I had to take her, which my whole 20 minutes with her was like trying to get her to take my boob, which was like that bigger is than so her stressful. Whole- That's yeah. stressful. It, like, which my boob was like bigger than her whole body. Okay. I was like drowning her in my boob. My milk, my milk had come in fast and strong. Like all the nurses commented on it, how much milk I was making. It was like, I just, it's all a blur, but like, also like other babies in here. Like I remember like every time I would walk into the nursery to get her for that 20 minute period, I would like sob and then giving her back, I would sob. And that was when I really felt the like intense bond for the first time to be like me. It wasn't even that I wanted to get out of the hospital. I just wanted to be with her all the time. Um, God, I could like ball my eyes out thinking about that time. It was so emotional. I cried. I was crying every hour. Like I was such a wreck. Yeah. Anyways, okay. I'm not going to go there. I feel like I could let myself really have a cry about that, even though it's like so far in the past. (laughs) Do you ever feel that way? Like you could just. You can talk about it in your birth story. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Last question. How to maximize your maternity leave? Quit your job and never go back. (laughs) (laughs) That's my answer. (laughs) I was going to say like I've, I read this question different. Like I would say maximizing it as like just use it to get to know your baby and get comfortable with your baby. I thought Mm -hmm. it was going to be a little mini vacation with my newborn and be like, I'm going to get to know you. But I mean... It is. So I just think it's time to spend with your little babushka and have fun getting to know each other. Yeah. I know there, I think whoever asked this question may have asked it in a different way, which we talked about before we recorded, is that they could have asked this in a way of like, how do I get the most days off on top of my maternity leave? Like, I know I am an entrepreneur, so I like don't have the answers to this, but I do know some people who might have answers. So we could maybe do another episode on this. Um, I know that you can like stack FMLA. Yeah. And vac- FMLA. You, you can, yeah, you can stock, stock all that and like whatever your maternity leave is. And then you can do plus like a two week thing. Like my company offers an extra two weeks that you can take. And then on top of that, using vacation days. Yeah. So like my um, work gives 12 weeks I can stack it, make it 14, and then use vacation if I want more. So so I looked it up. It is um, Family and Medical Leave Act. It is FMLA. So that's what it is. Boom. There we go. I know you can stack that. I stack Like that. I said, I feel like maybe we, <laughs> maybe we can do another episode about that. As an entrepreneur, my advice to if there are any entrepreneurs is to truly – spend the nine months that you are pregnant planning for your maternity leave, save extra money, put extra money into savings, um, hire a team member if you can, even if it means like raising your rates or, you know, taking on an extra client so that you can train a team member to hold your business down while you go on maternity leave. Um, there are definitely ways to keep your business going and be able to take that time that you want with your baby. So, um, yeah, I mean, if anyone also, there is a, another entrepreneur 
who I know is about to do an, a podcast episode on this. She talked about it on her um, her Instagram. Jess Massey, who I've talked about a lot on this podcast. I feel like I mention her all the time. She said she's going to do an episode about how she took a maternity leave. So I will share that on her Instagram when she shares it. Um, but yeah. What a fun round do. Yeah. Part two. Part two. Maybe we'll do a part three. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. Trois. Part trois. That's oh, I, yeah. like, I don't know. Part three. I'm like, this, um, all right. I'm going to go get that Paula's Choice Moisturizer M63 Acid Peel Wipes. Yes. We had a lot of linking to do on this episode. But that was really fun. Yeah. We will, I'll link everything for sure. But this was so fun. It was so fun to hear from you guys about what topics you want to hear about. Like we said, in a lot of, like in relation to a lot of these questions, I think we will do fuller length episodes on some of these topics. So it was so fun to hear from you guys. And I, uh, I can't wait for a part two. <laughs> Partois. Thank you, guys. We don't know French, guys. Love you. Bye. Adios. Thank you so much for being a part of our mom group chat. New episodes drop every Tuesday. And don't forget, the group chat is blowing up on our Instagram page. So make sure you're following along over there. All right. Got to go. My toddler just put something in her mouth.